Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of We've Never Seen It. This is Louie. And this is Artie. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And you can listen to all of our previous episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or visit anchor.fm slash we've never seen it. And you can follow us on Instagram too. I don't remember our handle. I think it's just we've never seen it. I didn't even know we had an Instagram. Yeah, we do. News to me. I'll have to go follow us sometime. Yeah, you're not missing out. Um, we just post crap on there. It's just garbage. Anyways, you should follow us and listen to the other episodes. Do we do TikToks? No, but we are on Clubhouse. What is TikTok? TikTok, I believe, is a Kesha song that people are just obsessed with. We're not going to talk about Kesha, uh, as sad as that may be, because we're going to watch Coco. I'm pretty excited about this. I am as well. But I read the synopsis, and I feel like you are ill-equipped for this episode. (laughs) Why am I ill-equipped? I have heard you try to roll your R's. It sounds like you have peanut butter in your mouth, and you're like, oh... You're right. Seven years of Spanish, and I can't roll my R's. So most words, I just sound like the gringo East gringo ever. Well, maybe just avoid Spanish words, because we don't want to come across as like ignorant or anything like that. Leave those to me. Okay, so I'm not going to say any Spanish words when we watch and then talk about a movie that celebrates Mexican culture. Yes, correct. like watching movies ones we've never seen so we made a podcast to help pass quarantine we'll watch any genre and have ones till the end so listen to our podcast tell all of your friends too much way too much what does the synopsis say so i wrote this myself and definitely didn't steal it from rotten tomatoes despite his family's generations old ban on music young miguel dreams of becoming an accomplished musician like his idol ernesto de la cruz desperate to prove his talent miguel finds himself in the stunning and colorful land of the dead that doesn't sound good no. After meeting a charming trickster named Hector, the two new friends embark on an extraordinary journey to unlock the real story behind Miguel's family history. Yeah, this kind of sounds like they're going to find out that like his grandfather was a Nazi. I really hope not. That would be quite a twist. They're in Mexico, not Argentina, so I think I think it's okay. True. Like I was going to say, I feel like Germans don't go to Mexico. No, they went to Argentina. Yeah. So it's probably not that. Probably just like that his grandfather's a communist potentially or a musician which to me they're just both equally well communists are often musicians so like one in the same i know yeah because they don't they don't make any money yeah like cat stevens right yep yusuf islam uh who else is a communist musician um bob dylan probably guy's a communist kesha i thought we weren't going to talk about kesha i don't even know what kesha is TikTok. TikTok on the clock on the clock (laughs) i i don't know (laughs) but uh so just reading that i'm kind of expecting footloose but like for music why are they banning music in footloose it made zero sense Mm -hmm. i haven't seen the movie we're not doing it what is footloose about connect the dots for me kevin bacon lives in a town and they ban dancing you cannot dance anymore 
So he gets all footloose in like an abandoned warehouse. And this sounds like that. They have a ban on music. So I'm sure Miguel is going to get all footloose in an abandoned building. And I guess that, you know, if that's what they're going to go for is you got to be true to yourself and express what's in your heart at any cost. Sure. Great. Love that. You got to be you and screw everyone else. Yeah. Haters gonna hate. When I was a kid... I wanted to buy a scuba suit and just go onto public golf courses and collect golf balls from the ponds and sell them. That was my dream. Did you do that? No, because my family banned it. Well, but screw them. Go footloose. Well, maybe I should have seen this movie when I was younger. It wasn't out when you were younger. You could have watched Footloose. I'm expecting at least one super thick mom character because that's a Pixar thing for sure. Why do they do that? It's animated. I don't want to be attracted to these moms, but they find a way. They're like, you're going to have the weirdest boner. Yeah. Yeah, they make the moms super thick. Is that how kids see adults? Because the kids are always like rail thin, which it's not like the adults are just, you know, taller and slightly wider. They're like different species. It makes no sense. I don't think they're trying to like arouse the adults in the theater. I think that's oh, they so are. bad. No, they are. <laughs> okay, well... I'm glad I didn't see this in a movie theater then, but uh, yeah, hey, you know what? I guess it comes down to Pixar movies have something for everyone, from the creep who goes into the movie theater looking to see some junk in that trunk, to like a five-year-old who's like next to this other person, right? And they're both getting some enjoyment out of this movie. That's how you make money. I really hope they're not next to each other in the theater. Well, now they're putting spacing between people and the seats are bigger. So I think it's, I think it's safer. Yeah. We want to avoid like a Pee Wee Herman type situation. Yeah. It almost makes me think like Pixar must be run by ass guys because you never see a mom who's just like stacked. Right. I think it would be illegal to just put a mom with like massive tits into a Pixar movie. Maybe we shouldn't look into this. We'll be put on a list if we look into this. And if we showed up in search results on on Spotify for people looking to learn about Coco for their kids, we're not helping them very much so far. Nope. You know, the other thing I'm I'm expecting, I think they're going to probably take something that is fantastical, spiritual, sort of out there, or maybe just fantasy in nature right and reveal that there is this whole industrial system behind it like monsters inc did that there's just always so much detail put into this and i feel like we're just going to find out that there's this underlying world that we didn't know about that is exactly like what it's like for us to go to work every day i'm gonna fight you on that because i expect this because well i guess you expect it too i do so we should we shouldn't fight i'm still gonna fight you because i've i've already said i'm gonna fight you and i can't i'm a man of my word so i know i know so i think for a different reason like cinco de mayo day of the dead is a built-up capitalist holiday at this point i mean we live in the u.s very different celebration here than in mexico wait did you say cinco de mayo and day of the dead are they not the same thing no they're definitely not the same thing oh is day of the dead halloween Cinco de Mayo was like Mexican independence. They're definitely different. Dia de los Muertos, right? Oh, that's Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got me speaking Spanish. But there were no R's. You're okay. Yeah, there were no R's. I think Dia de los Muertos is Halloween. I don't know. Glenn, look this up. (laughs) I don't trust him to get the right answer. Dia de los Muertos, Day of the Dead. November 2nd? All right, so it's just like Remembrance Day. Okay, well, I rescind my argument then because I thought it was Cinco de Mayo, which we in the U.S. have built up as go to the one Mexican restaurant in town, mob them, or it's Taco Tuesday, even if it's like a Friday. 
Right. And what else do we buy? Tacky sombreros? We're not the best as a society. It's basically it's the same thing we did to St. Patrick's Day. I love St. Patrick's Day. I get to get hammered on Guinness, which sucks, by the way, and eat potatoes. So Whoa. that's it. Ugh, I won't touch the Guinness comment. Anyways... I'm also expecting this to be pretty awesome because Pixar makes nothing but bangers. It is hit after hit. They cannot miss. If you look at their lineup, right, it's Toy Story. Yeah. The Incredibles. Yeah. Shrek. Trolls. Mm. Monsters, Inc. Mm. The Muppets Christmas Carol. Madagascar. Like, they just keep going. Oh, uh, man. Um, so, so first, like, some of those were not Pixar movies, some of those weren't even animated movies. No, they were. The Muppets Christmas Carol was puppets. Yeah, that counts. I mean, well, Dude, they all have thick characters. They're all Pixar. Right. Well, Piggy for sure. But I have to say, you've, you've left some movies off the list, and, and you've also left all the sequels to these movies off the list, and they are very hit or miss with sequels. Toy Story 2 was okay. All the Toy Story movies are great, but Cars 2? I didn't see it. It was horrible. And even the original Cars was, like, not great. And then Incredibles 2 was just not as good. No movie studio is perfect, but I do think that, like, any new original story that isn't a sequel and doesn't have Muppets in it has the chance to be special. Hey, the Muppets movie was pretty damn good, man. I love the Muppets, too, but not earnestly. I sort of like them in spite of them and myself. I don't know why I like the Muppets, but it's not because they're good. That's for sure. Are you a Sesame Street guy? Because I know there's that battle that's like raging. Sesame Street versus Muppets. Oh, they're but they're like, it's not one or the other. Sesame Street is like for, it's the gateway drug to the Muppets. The Muppets are a commentary on the entertainment industry. And they always, they're all like victims of the entertainment industry. No one knows where the Muppets came from. They literally have to perform and they're immortal. And they keep getting forgotten about. What a ridiculous premise. And then all the characters, every time they get rebooted, it turns out that, like, they are no longer culturally viable. And they have, like... Like Snuffleupagus? Sesame Street, but... No, it's the Muppets. Well, they, they are Muppets. Uh, they're monster puppets. Muppets. Uh, Snuffleupagus. Oh. Yeah, did you... No. I'm going to try and say the word Snuffleup... Snuffleupagus. Um, I really can't say that. Snuffleupagus. He would do really well because everyone's such a big baby now and everyone's like afraid of getting germs and everything. And he's like a hypochondriac and he's sad. I feel like that would have actually translated well. He's the COVID Muppet. You're right. Yeah. Stuck inside. Anyways, well, I guess we should watch this. Yeah, we should watch it. Today's episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. Delta has been proud to be America's least dangerous airline for more than nine years. But the times, they are a-changing, and we're changing with them. In light of the recent emergence of the Delta variant of COVID, we wanted to remind everyone that flying is safe if you wear a mask and are vaccinated. That's why Delta Airlines is now Epsilon Airlines, because in the Greek alphabet, Epsilon comes after Delta. And once we get the Delta variant under control, we should all be set, right? No, but this is it, right? And if not, we'll just become Zeta Airlines. Epsilon Airlines, keep climbing. I actually just flew Delta Airlines. You did? Yeah, Delta. They had some great movies. They have a touchscreen, which not a fan of the touchscreen because you can Pretty tell gross. they don't wipe it off. Yeah. I well, also, I mean, maybe we should tell them then 
because it's not like you were on a plane minutes before we started watching the movie. Folks, we just have to be honest. It's been a really, really crazy few weeks. And full disclosure, these are not immediate reactions, but no. rather extremely delayed reactions. We watched this movie a month ago. We just kept having stuff come up that we couldn't really move. No, we tried. I mean, your wedding, you couldn't move. I know you tried. I did try. I told Kirsten, I was like, hey, this is pretty important. People expect us to drop an episode. Can we move it off a couple of days? And tried to record on the honeymoon, but I was too busy at the jerk hut. Right. You know how it is. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. The jerk was delicious. Yeah. Look, life happens. We all overcommitted ourselves this summer. So all good, but memory's a little hazy on this movie. So just bear with us. A lot of white claws since then. Oh, yeah. But I do remember the movie fairly well. I really liked it. I thought that the like description was a little misleading, but I think they probably did that on purpose. They never want to give up the plot right then and there. You know, you want it to be a little bit of a mystery, but I definitely liked it. I got a lot of Homeward Bound vibes from it. I thought that huh. like the, the trek to get back was really mm -hmm. good. I thought that, you know, it was great because I'm always worried with animals when they're animals as like the lead. I, I mm. worry that we're not going to get the characterization that we want. And I was... Uh. Uh, well, okay. Um, Coco, what movie are you talking about? Coco. No, no. Yeah. No. Coco with the parrot and the poachers and they take him and he's got a journey home. No. What did you watch? Well, no, I think you watched Rio after we watched Coco to refresh your memory. And that, I think it's been so long that you watched Rio. Maybe. Yeah. And I know that because I just watched Rango and I thought that that was Coco. Like Rango Unchained? <laughs> no, uh, that would be a, a really interesting mashup. No, it was the chameleon Johnny Depp cartoon. That's Rio. No, that's, that is Coco. Okay, so we watched Johnny Depp Lizard. Whatever the movie was that we watched with the little boy who is a musician at heart in Mexico. Oh, that, okay, okay, yeah. Rio. So we watched Rio. Mm -hmm. I was surprised at this one because it was like super heavy for a Pixar movie. Mm -hmm. It deals with dementia and death and like legacy, the need to be remembered. And yeah, I was just caught with my pants down. It was kind of like when you get invited Literally? to a party. Well, I probably had my pants down. It's COVID. Nobody, nobody sees you over Zoom. Mile High Club. But uh, no, like it's kind of like if you get invited to a party and you're all excited and you show up and it's just like your friend's wife trying to hawk shitty Tupperware on you. It, what the? F so that's what they mean when they say it's a Tupperware party. That's what happens. It's literally Karen selling Tupperware. Oh. Yeah. And the whole time your friend looks super guilty because he knows what he did, but he like kind of had to appease his wife. And then you just like ride the mental anguish the whole time because you don't want to buy this shit. It's just going to like take up space in your cabinet and you don't use Tupperware. Like I'm a big dude with a big appetite. I don't have leftovers. Yeah. Then you feel obligated to buy something because you just housed the whole veggie platter that they put out. And like, so you're searching the menu for the cheapest thing. And like, it, it's a whole thing. White people are truly the worst. Well, you know, I will say that, yes, this was heavy. Was it as heavy as Soul, which was that other Pixar movie we watched recently? No. 
I think it was better than Soul. It was well done, whereas Soul was a little heavier handed. Soul was super personal, right? It hit you deep in like the existential gut. And this was more just like emotional. I don't know if Pixar movies have gotten heavier. I think that they have themes that work for kids and for adults that are separate. And we're now watching these new movies as adults. Like, I mean, if you go watch Up, like the first scene is beyond heavy. That's very true. Or like Wally, And it's like, wow, the planet is dying. And if you're the kid, you're like, look at this robot. And if you're the adult, you're like, <laughs> I need to get more reusable bags. Like at that point, you're like, where's Al Gore? Right. Yeah. Where is Al Gore? He got out first. OK, he knew it was coming. So I think these movies work on all those different levels. You know, for kids, it's cute robots and animals. And for adults, it's like heavy, depressing themes and thick moms. And I think we just are firmly on the side of, you know, the adult consumer now. So it was heavy, but it was also just very fun and lighthearted in a sense. I mean, I, I got to be honest, I don't love the whole skeleton thing. Like, I didn't love like all the skeleton sound effects and i don't get how they stay together because there's no tendons seeing their eyes all sunk in it i don't love that <laughs> personally they ate and drank too and you didn't see the food where just did it fall go? out of them yeah where did it go come on pixar the people need answers <laughs> if they ate chicken wings like would they eat the bone does the bone become part of their bones do they grow that's a good question yeah if they break a bone do they wear a cast or do they use like electrical tape right I just don't love the whole skeleton thing. And it, it was funny, though. And I loved the whole, like, I mean, sure enough, by the way, totally called it. There's a whole underworld that is basically Las Vegas and they're partying all the time. I want to dig into this because yeah. I was really confused by that. OK, so you're in the afterlife, right? And you're like, OK, cool. I don't need material possessions. I don't need food. And I don't know. I think they eat food to like feel human or relive or whatever. I don't need food. I don't need currency. Why were they like showing the gap in wealth? Half of the people live like in the barrio and half of them live in like massive towers and shit like this. And also like people are working. That's like the last thing you want to do in the afterlife. Oh, if I died and woke up in the afterlife and I was poor and had to work, I'd be like, right. what are we doing? So to that end, I guess everyone's so obsessed with being remembered, then they die again. Right. You know what? I feel like by the time we're like, you know, in our 80s or 90s and we've lived a full life, part of the whole human experience and condition is to get to the point where you're ready to go. And it's not a bad thing. And even now, I don't think it's like a bad thing. Like it's just, a, it's the way it goes. And there's probably some nice aspect to it so if i like lived a full life and then i died at 85 if i'm lucky and then i wake up and it's like oh we all live indefinitely oh geez based on factors that are out of our control yeah and you have to work and your bones now i just be like just kill me again but then Seriously. i couldn't die because someone would be remembering me because I'm amazing. Again, we're goddamn delightful. and I'm going to make sure that when I go, there's no trace of my existence. I don't want to do this like liminal state, this like purgatory where we're bones and there's American Idol or Mexican Idol in this case. Like, I don't want any of that. I just want to go and I want it to be quiet. I want to be a customs officer in the afterlife. That's my dream now. Do they x-ray each other? Yeah, they have a customs booth. Like, but what are they x-raying? Bones? You can see their bones. I don't know. What's they're smuggling in their bones? You could hollow out a bone. They're already hollow because they're bones. I think that's the premise of the show Bones. They hollow out bones and smuggle drugs. I uh, haven't seen that show, but me I mean, I think you just spoiled it for me because that sounds super accurate. Probably. But yeah, yeah, I just didn't get it. 
think it's weird that you die just to keep working. That is the biggest Rickroll ever. Because you're like, I'm retired. I can finally relax. Nope, back to work. That was the most American part of the movie. Yeah, for sure. I feel like if it was more like authentically Mexican, it wouldn't be so obsessed with working yourself to death like we do here. Um, And they might be like, yeah, we're going to make art and music and chill. But what did you think of the whole plot twist, spoiler alert, that Miguel's spiritual guide is actually his grandfather the whole time? Can we even call it a twist? Because as soon as that guy showed up, you and I were like, oh, that's his great grandfather. Correct. It was pretty obvious. It would have been way too over the top to be like oh the guy that this kid idolized who's this famous singer that's his great grandfather like that would have been too much well i think that we're at the point where kids movie plot twists are going to be obvious to us because we've seen enough movies it still is a plot twist to miguel yeah but kids are morons no but to miguel like how did it change the character like how did that impact the movie and the story for you i think they kind of copped out You ask how it impacted Miguel as a character. It wasn't just the guy who you thought was your great-grandfather isn't. It was, he isn't, and by the way, he's a murderer. It would have been a better emotional experience if he just was a little disappointed about that because he would deal with the excitement of learning who his great-great-grandfather is while also being a little bit disappointed that his hero wasn't that person. But they got rid of all of that emotion by being like, oh, no, it's okay, he's a murderer, though. I think it's very much like there are two lessons in there for kids and adults. One is like, you don't always want to meet your heroes, right? Your expectations are always going to be different than what they're willing to give you in the moment. And they might be a murderer. So there's that. But then I also feel like learning that Hector was Miguel's, you know, great whatever grandfather and just the real reason why he disappeared. I think it does tie to something that I just really have come to appreciate as an adult, which is like you have to forgive your family, right? Nobody's perfect. And like, as you get older, like, oh, man, like. I'm making mistakes every day. (laughs) I have no idea what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. I'm making it up as I go. And you know what? My parents did the same thing. And um, it's not like forgiving them, but it's just growing to understand them as people. And I think that it really helped to reveal him in that way. Get to know Hector as like this likable dude who bonds with Miguel in a very authentic way because they're family. They share so much and that he's not the piece of shit that Ernesto de la Cruz was. And it was just really, really nice. Dude, that was pretty deep. I forgive you for all of your mistakes. I hope you don't dwell on them. But Glenn, I don't forgive you. Fuck you. No, you don't have to forgive your employees. You can't just bumble through life and screw up everything, Glenn. Yeah. He's also motioning to me that I need to do an ab read, but in the spirit of fuck you, I'm just going to keep going. All right. You know, before you get into that, I just need to just rip the bandaid off here because I don't really appreciate Glenn targeting you in this way as he has in the last few episodes. Spoiler alert to all of our listeners. Glenn is anti-vaccination. Okay. Yeah. He won't get vaccinated. It sucks for him, mostly. Glenn is frantically yelling about microchips right now. Glenn, A, the government doesn't give a shit about you because you're not interesting or not important and you don't have any money. B, you have your phone on you all the time. They know exactly where you are. If they want to get you, they will. It's more likely that schism will kill you than the government. It's actually more likely that one of us will kill him. Probably. Than the vaccine. Yeah. I'm going to keep going because, again, screw you, Glenn. I'll do the ab read when I'm good and ready.
I want to talk about the hatred of music because I don't quite get it. I don't think there was a solid reason why your husband leaving to pursue his dream, which is, you know, being a musician and then never coming back. That is a huge overreaction to be like, okay, now music, screw it. Never going to play it again. No one's allowed to listen to it. Like what if her husband left her for a nurse or a doctor? What if he was a doctor and joined Doctors Without Borders? Right. Like, are you just never going to receive medical treatment ever again? Or never cross a border again? Such an overreaction. And it makes zero sense. First of all, musicians really can't do anything else. Like, if they're good at what they do, what are they going to do? An office job? No. Make shoes? No. Like, if he's half decent, he should go pursue that. And he seems to be working with this very talented guy. And it turns out, by the way, that they were a chart-topping duo akin to Hall and Oates. So it's not like this was... Wait, like an embarrassment. They were good. <laughs> so did you I'm going to stop you. Did you just refer to Holland Oates as a duo? Hall and yeah, Daryl Hall and John Oates as a songwriting duo. Who are you talking? It's Holland Oates. Oh, man. There are two of them. No, he had a lot of singles. OK, um, you know, Pink Floyd was four guys, right? It wasn't one guy named Pink Floyd. Well, yeah, it was Pink and Floyd. Right. Okay. Well, so just like Pink and Floyd or Lennon and McCartney, you know, One and Direction, right? Like all those guys, they were all really talented. And just fortunately, they didn't murder the other one. That we know of. John Lennon did die. He did die. <laughs> and it could have been Paul McCartney. Could have been. We don't know. <laughs> that would be a real twist. Um <laughs> And Ringo's next, right? Yep. And just, just Paul McCartney's gotten two of them, and he's just waiting for Ringo to make a mistake. I don't know how old Paul McCartney is. Probably old, but he's in 76. like... 76. Okay, in 10 years, when he's knocking on death's door, you know he's just going to admit it and be like, I killed Lennon. <gasps> and then he just dies. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you that like the whole music thing was... Again, it goes back to what I was saying before. Like, you know, it's a little tired to reject art and creativity but it worked here and it, it needed to be accessible but you're right if you sort of extend that out further it's kind of flimsy well now that glenn left i think he stormed out he was really upset with me which just tickles me it gives me endless joy but now i'm gonna read the ad read and pretend like I didn't when he get back, gets back okay. in because like, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I want him to just keep bugging us. This episode of We've Never Seen It is brought to you in part by DreamWorks Pictures, the boss baby family business. Oh, wow. That's like kind of a savage move and I don't get it because like DreamWorks, if you want to take down Pixar, this is not the forum. We have like six listeners. So no, most of the brands that we work with collapse after buying ad space with us. So we'll take your money, but bad move. Anyways, we know you've all been clamoring for more Boss Baby. I don't think we have. No. And it's finally here. Before we delve in, we want to address the slander that Pixar has been slinging about the film. In no way is this an animated ripoff of Baby Geniuses. Nobody saw that, and they didn't run a corporation. So they are very different movies. Again, there was no corporation. Alec Baldwin was not in Baby Geniuses. These are different. Pixar, you should be ashamed of yourselves and your rumor-mongering interns, especially Glenn. He uses foul language, and his Twitter account should be suspended. Is he moonlighting? What the fuck? Anyways, um, whatever. He probably couldn't get in with Pixar. No. Go see Boss Baby Family Business. It's a nonstop thrill ride that will have you laughing and crying like a baby. I don't want that. 
Like, who wrote this? Glenn probably wrote this. God. To help boost your feeble masculinity, we put the talented, wealthy, silver fox Alec Baldwin in a diaper. You're welcome. Go see Boss Baby, playing exclusively in AMC theaters now. Does this a hodl? 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 I don't know what that oh, means. Oh, yeah. Glenn definitely did this. I know he's a big bag holder for AMC. I like that DreamWorks assumed that all of our listeners are male. I think that's smart of them. But again, we've seen our demographics. It's mostly men from Ireland who are between the ages of 25 and 34. Right. I don't think there's a single AMC theater in Ireland. Probably not. And then the other listeners, the female listeners are supposedly our wives. I don't think they listen. No, they they are our wives. I think the supposedly in that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't want to get too into it, but I guess we'll see Boss Baby maybe never. Probably not. Have you seen the first few? No. How many are there? I think there's at least two because usually when they say Boss Baby family business, they don't want to say three, uh, but they would say Boss Baby two. Wasn't Toy Story 3 called Toy Story 3 though? Toy Story 3 only has the number. So screw you, DreamWorks. Like, don't advertise with us again. Be ballsy enough to name it Boss Baby 3. Like, Pixar's doing that. Have you seen Baby Geniuses? Yeah, it was horrible. It was one of the worst movies. The only baby movie that's worse than that is Baby's Day Out. I don't know what that is. That is actually the worst baby movie. Baby Geniuses, second worst. Um, I'm sure all the Boss Baby movies are the worst. So I do want to make a quick note. I know there's been a lot of debate on this show about music and Mm -hmm. its place in movies and how you should never, ever sing to me. This is an exception. And Pixar nailed it. Oh. The music makes sense. They're singing because it's a movie about music and they sing at appropriate times. There are performances regularly. Right. Like, that's fine. Do that. Yes. You know what it comes down to? If the characters are not musicians and they're not professed to like doing that. It's like the movie Waitress, right? That was turned into a musical. I don't know what that is. Okay, hmm. what's another good example? Fiddler on the Roof, okay? None of them are musicians. Well, I guess the Fiddler is on the roof. I've never actually seen that. That's okay. Keep going. Spider-Man the Musical, none of them are musicians. Oh, that got shut down after like two days because Spider-Man killed No, it went on for several years. They they shut it down frequently. There were a lot of injuries, yes. Yeah, didn't he like kill three people? I don't know if anybody died, but a lot of careers were ended. There was a lot of, of wire mishaps. Point being, it's a musical, but these are superheroes. Like music doesn't factor into it organically. Here it did because their whole world was built around music and this kid's entire passion came from music. So it made sense there. But if it's like somebody who is not a musician and they start singing to you, it's perhaps the most uncomfortable thing that a human can experience. So I think we could just agree that animated movies might be better in a lot of ways, especially Pixar. I mean, yeah, Pixar animated movies are the best and they're very reliable for sure. Dude, like think back, what was the first Pixar movie you saw? This is why we have two audio tracks, by the way. I'm just going to wait. Was that the Pizza Planet truck going by? No. Um, First Pixar movie was uh, Toy Story, and I think I was like five years old. I remember seeing it. It blew my mind. Dude, same. Yeah. Toy Story. Well, that was the first Pixar movie. So it it? was our first Pixar movie, and it was Pixar's first movie. So we were right on that trend then. We were uh, cutting edge. 
at like six We've years grown old. up with pixar it went from a scrappy little studio to a seven and a half billion dollar company what a first movie to release holy crap i mean that's a tough act to follow and yet they've probably topped themselves i mean toy story is still the gold standard but you know true to form i think i've mentioned on this podcast before that um i was a little bitch baby child and uh, was afraid of everything and Sid, that little teenage punk and the spider baby, I really didn't like that. And I still don't like it. Ooh, so Sid was a twerp. I wasn't scared by him because like he also braces like, come on. No, he's a loser. That kid's not beating anyone up on the playground. No, no. But no, he's probably just like on his way to being a serial killer. Yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah, he was one step away from like skinning animals. And but uh, if you want us to be scared by Sid, like give us a big kid, probably heavier, like big for his age who can beat up Mm -hmm. other kids. But dude, you were right to be scared by the spider baby i didn't like it dude the the pair of sexy legs with the fishing pole oh i forgot what was that 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 was upsetting yeah it was a little scary but look hey it's launched this whole franchise that's actually held up in quality which is great i mean they're making uh buzz light your prequel right they are yeah dude but why? I mean, I always thought Buzz Lightyear was like the most annoying character. I mean, of all the characters, I would have rather seen a prequel for like most of the other Toy Story characters. So they already established in a Toy Story that like Buzz had all these thoughts in his head about what he was and who he was. And he was just a toy who lived in a box until he was awakened and bought by Andy. Like, how are they doing a prequel? Is this just a prequel that takes place in Buzz's head? Is he so old now that he has dementia and is like just falsely remembering adventures it could be a different buzz because i think it's like very rick and morty-esque like all the buzz light years all have the same issues and maybe it's like the original buzz light year the toy is based on are you saying he's real that would suck well okay so how about this then in the toy story universe buzz Lightyear is clearly based on an existing movie franchise so maybe it's the in-universe buzz Lightyear movie you've lost me i don't think i ever had you because none of it makes sense they need people from marvel to get in there and explain what a multiverse is and like really dig in because buzz Lightyear is a toy he's a toy so i guess then the buzz Lightyear prequel would be the phase two of the toy story universe the beginning of phase two yeah but they're going back to phase one they're pulling a star wars here and giving us young anakin who nobody gives a shit about and annoys the crap out of us <laughs> Yeah, you know, I did give a shit about him until I saw that. I was like, I I don't think I cared as much as I thought I did. Nope. But I mean, other Toy Story care. I mean, a Woody prequel would be great. The Slinky Dog. I need to know more. Okay. (laughs) That would be a horrible movie. It'd be weird. Just him slinking around. Yep. All right. (laughs) I guess guess I'm in. Nah, that wouldn't be good. Be like 15 minutes. Well, it'd be a good short. Yeah. How did he get slinkied? That would be horrifying. Sid cut him in half. Oh, yeah, and then slinkied him. <laughs> That's pretty dark. Put it on Disney+. Plus. I'd watch it. Let's move along here, because uh, I'm getting a little depressed. Yeah. One of the things that I feel like really resonated and was a major theme was legacy. Definitely. Leaving a legacy, being remembered. What are we doing to leave a legacy, and what can we do better? That's a really deep question. I mean, I read this book once called The Denial of Death. The whole premise is that humans are motivated to create things that will outlast them because we're so afraid of our existence being temporary and that what we build is designed to make us immortal. And it's something we're never able to really grapple with until we realize that even the most sort of eternal thing that you make is going to just, you know, it's like the 
Planet of the Apes thing, the Statue of Liberty in the sand, right? So no matter what, like the most iconic thing in the world eventually will be buried. To that end, here we are making a podcast. We'll live on through the podcast. Yes. Everything is buried, but I feel like it's buried when the human race dies out. So what can you do to be immortalized? Well, we are not athletic. We can't be sports stars. We're not Tom Brady right? No. We're not business moguls like Jeff Bezos. We're not famous androids like Mark Zuckerberg. Right. I think the easiest thing we can do is Donald Trump. We'll be remembered forever. Um, we, we could. That immortalizes you. <laughs> it definitely does. And it unfortunately would immortalize him. What if we're the guys who Donald Trump and keep him chained up in the basement and just let him like let his uh skin tan like fade and like his hair will go gray yeah and we'll make him we'll make him eat salads yeah oh yeah oh that would be amazing don't let him golf ever again no golfing no yeah FBI and CIA I am not actually planning on doing any of this for legal reasons I'm saying that no this is this is all just hypothetical just we're not Tom Brady we're not Michelangelo we're not Donald Trump thank God we have big hands. We have big man, adult, normal hands. And all we can do with those hands is just be good to others and, you know, make a positive impact on our family and those around us. And you know what? It won't be forever, but we have time on this earth to put good into it. And that should be enough. And if it isn't, make a podcast and then make a spinoff of that podcast and then post borderline Wait, are you, spam. Are you making a spinoff? No. Um, so just borderline spam social media and just like get your picture out there everywhere and like hide it under rocks and statues and like, Mm -hmm. right. Louis was here. W U Z on every, you know, I love it. That's pretty funny. So I think I'll be remembered on that note. The key song in in the movie is remember me. And unfortunately, because we watched the movie a month ago, I don't remember the song beyond the name of it. That is a good place for us to start to wrap things up as we look towards, our next film, real quick though, Louie, did this movie pass the Bechdel test? I don't know. Uh, let's assume it did. We'll give it a soft pass because we can't say otherwise. Good job, Disney. Before I let you go here, I'm going to pepper you. Uh. You are sitting on the lightning seat. The lightning seat. Yep. Okay. Oh, I've renamed it. The seat's a little warm. It's 98 degrees, so your, your butt is... A little fiery. Pleather was a mistake. We should have gone for the natural fabric, but whatever. Glenn, we sent him to Ikea, and we're lucky he came back. Actually, we're unlucky he came back. True. He could have lived in Ikea, survived off of meatballs, and we would never have to deal with him again. But anyways, so Artie, first question. Would you watch this movie again? Yes. I should have watched it again. Yeah, same here. Would you watch this movie with your family knowing that it would open up a can of worms about legacy? It depends on which side of my family. Both sides of your family are there and in-laws. Oh man, that doesn't sound like much fun, Louie, but yes, because the alternative would be all of them talking. Fair enough. So I'd open that can of worms because it would buy me an hour and a half. Okay. In what percentile do you place this movie as far as Pixar movies go? I'm going to put this in the 90th percentile. It was very good. Wow. Yeah. What modern song would you have liked to see incorporated into this movie? TikTok. I don't know that song. But you do. (laughs) Because we quoted it. You said it was Kesha. We quoted it? We both said TikTok on the clock at the same time. That's what a clock does. (laughs) Those are the lyrics. Yeah, those are the lyrics. Wow. That's so unoriginal. And the party don't stop. Crossover. 
Coco and what Pixar movie as a sequel? Oh, what mashup, what mashup. This is tough because it's tough. Could I perhaps mash up Coco with a DreamWorks movie? Sure. Okay. I can't think of one either. <laughs> Why did I ask you if I, I could don't do that? know? I don't either. I, um, I, I'll take I'll take any Pixar movie as long as they don't make another Coco because they should just leave it be because it was already great. Yeah, Coco does not need a sequel. It was a standalone story. Yep. And if they mashed it up with Wally, that'd be good too because in Wally the planet is dying and they could just shuttle everyone to the land of the dead. There you go. Other than there's no one to remember anyone. Everyone would be there. Wally's memory banks would always be intact. He creates a perpetual world of the dead because he knows everyone who's ever lived. And didn't Wally collect photos and stuff? Like he he was like a collector. He was a hoarder. He held on to stuff. So you could just have him curate photographs and everyone would be immortal. I'm going to be honest. I never saw Wally. Oh, it's so good for another day. All right. So I think all that's left to do is you got to pick the movie this time and you refused to let me know what it was. So what are we watching? Everybody get up. It's kind of jam. Uh, oh, I hate I you. Word. Space Jam. We're watching Space Jam 2. I hate Legacy. you. I hate you. Yes. I hate you. Yeah. I quit. It's going to be great. We're going to love it. It's going to be so good. I quit. I'm going to my side hey, podcast hey, now. Louis, Louis. No, 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 no. How about this? If you watch this movie, we will furlough Glenn indefinitely. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Reeling him in. Let's do it. Uh, All right, folks. On that note, thanks so much for listening to We've Never Seen It. My name is Artie. LeBron isn't even good. That's Louie. And you can listen to us on spotify well you're listening to us now so whatever you're doing keep it up and uh don't forget to follow us on instagram at we've never seen it probably uh and we'll see you real soon thanks everyone 